The Live Radio Project was our last best hope for news. A self-contained podcast two hours long, located in neutral territory. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads, community members and developers. A shining beacon in space, all alone on a Tuesday night. It was the dawn of the third chapter of Elite. The year's space legs came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Lavian stations. The year is 3307. The name of the place? Lave Radio. Commanders, and welcome to episode 350 of Lave Lip Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that's around it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Sophia, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, otherwise known as Colin Ford. And joining me in the Orange Sidewinder Bar for this episode, we have our usual Head of Health and Safety, Commander Edelweiss, otherwise known as Ben Moss Woodward. Is it all right if I go and have a bath in a water bus now? <laughs> Staff liaison officers, Commander Psykit. I'm already in the bath, mm-hmm. getting ready for later. You just to clean off that filth, are we? Yeah, right. Oh, yes, oh, yes. And our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello, and all the rain and cooling temperatures here are going into the water bath. Um, I will apologise in advance. I put a post on the forums where... I made a mistake. One simple typo, but if, if you knew, if you know the forums, you can't actually edit the title of any post. So instead of so reading, is the button of all jokes. Yes. So instead of reading, is it a bug or an error between pilot's chair and joystick? It came out, is it a butt or an error between pilot's chair and joystick? And may I just say thank you to the elite community for the wonderful. Um, feedback that was supplied to um, that. Uh, <clears throat> I, I sort of have images of a Bart Simpson giggling at all the butts. Yeah, yes, it, it's um, uh, see more butts. Yes, that's it. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll see more butts later on in the show if uh, what psychics may be reading. Don't, yeah, get, don't get too excited already. Just like let it simmer. You don't want to. You don't want to get too excited too early, Shan. It's okay. 
Right, well, if you wish, you can join us live. We're hanging out in game in open around Live Station uh, at the Orange Sidewinder. Well, actually, it's just at Live Station, actually. Um, and if you can't get to us in game, you can join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat. Or you can go straight to twitch.tv slash laveradio or go to YouTube or go to Facebook, look up Live Radio, and we'll be broadcasting right there. So... Um, we'll just quickly go around the crew, see what they have been up to this week. And we'll start with Commander Psykid. Melting. Actually mm. melting. Um, we, we in, in non-sat-at-my-desk-working-on-the-computer um, things that I have done, I nearly fainted in the range on Sunday. That was fun. Oh, that is, it was so hot. So hot. And I don't, I don't go out very often. So the... Um, the anxiety that was brought on by leaving my house and also being out in those temperatures, I was like in the range saying to her husband, I, I, I have to go, I have to go, we have to go now, otherwise I'm gonna faint. But um we we have a we have a new um on our backyard has been completely overhauled this week and it looks bloody lovely and I'm just waiting for furniture and plants and stuff and doing like grown up things rather than playing computer games. But playing computer games, we've done... Um, I've been playing a lot, and this is completely your fault as well, Colin. I've been playing a lot of Star Wars X-Wing miniatures on Tabletop Simulator. <laughs> I bloody uh, wonderful, and I love it. <laughs> yes, that, that game that game has cost me a lot of money. Yeah, it's so it's like, it's like a little model addictive cocaine. That's what it the, is. The thing is, we've got. I'm, I'm literally. I'm looking at boxes and boxes of um, of the actual miniature stuff. But playing it on tabletop simulator is so much easier because it doesn't have all the faff of getting it out and putting it away. Great, but um, I highly recommend. Highly recommend checking it out on tabletop sim. We've been beat. I, I won my first game yes um, on Sunday, and I was incredibly happy about it. Yes, well, I am the proud over owner of uh, a Rebel Corvette, which, if you've seen the size of that model, is unbelievable, and it takes so long to set up and put away. It's unbelievable. It, it's it's incredible, um, almost as much as Star Wars Armada, which is even worse. <laughs> but we won't go into that here. Um, okay, Shan. Oh gosh, um, where to start? Um, been doing lots of grown-up things. Um, this week, so that's been a bit boring. Um, Mrs. Shan has taken eldest mini Shan girlfriend and youngest dog to the Lake District for their camping. Uh, so good for them. Uh, leaving me at home with eldest dog. Uh, today is also mine and Mrs. Shan's 30th wedding anniversary. So I'm feeling really old now. What's um, today? And she's letting you do this instead of you actually going out and having a well, nice meal or, or something well, like that. She, she's in the Lake District. Oh, of course. Oh, and, oh. and nice meals and stuff come later. I mean, it's just a day, isn't it? It doesn't really matter, per se. It's just just an excuse to go out and have a meal and afterwards, isn't it, really? Wedding anniversaries. Um, so, yeah, well, anything in game. I haven't really been playing anything, really. I've been too busy doing grown-up stuff, really. And and melting as is everyone else, apart from now when uh, someone in the next village um, annoyed Thor and given us a thunderstorm. So nice it's, one. It's 
great. Yeah, well, long may it continue. I've also, um, like Sire, I've been out sort of shopping, and it's quite strange, really, because uh, there's like a strange no man's land of shops. Um, went into the local motorway service station to get KFC uh, yesterday, and all the one-way systems have gone, and all the, you know, all the. All, all the perspex is gone and it's all like that. And then I went to McDonald's today and it's um, tighter than what it was when we had lockdowns. So it's all rather surreal, really. Um, but so I'm, I'm, I'm still being a good boy and uh, keeping my mask on and social well, distancing from people. So I'm just wondering whether or not the, uh, uh, the person of the village that annoyed Thor said, oh, no, I really liked the last episode of Loki. I actually quite like Loki, actually. But... Oh, no, I, I think this... episode was great. What are you talking about? I'm not saying I... anyone has anyone said it's, it doesn't like it? it it's, the, it's the best Doctor Who there's been since Chris Chibnall took over. I would, I would be tempted to agree with you there. Mm, actually, you know what? I, I, I agree with that. I, I have no problem. I, I have. Um, well, the, I, I think that. I was really enjoying the Loki series, and then just the last episode just did me. I went, oh. That's a shame. You didn't like the last episode. I didn't like the last episode. What a setup, though. What a setup. Oh, a fantastic setup. That last episode is the most divisive one that I've seen so far. Because some people, you either adored it for what it was, or you (laughs) completely hated it. I never realised it was a Marmite episode. Mm -hmm, Probably was. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it was bad. It's just I, thought, I felt a little let down. That it, it, the rest so, of it is absolutely fantastic. But how just, can you oh. be let down by that interpretation of Kang the Conqueror? Was freaking amazing. I think you just spoiled it for people there. Ben. I, think I don't give a spoiler shit. about this. They've had a week to watch it. They could have <laughs> now. I am looking forward to What If though the next. Oh year. god, yeah. yeah, that looks amazing. And so it's we'll, been set we'll up think... as like proper MC anyway. Yeah, I, I could go on. <laughs> we're actually, yeah, we'll, we'll actually see a proper Captain Britain. <sighs> anyway, well, an alternative Captain Britain, not the real one. Not that anybody ever cares about I Captain thought, Britain. I thought that was Boris. No, that's Captain Calamity. I thought Captain Underpants. Uh, do not insult Captain Underpants by comparing him to Boris Johnson. Captain Underpants has much more integrity. And intelligence. <laughs> so, so, yeah, he's lost his side pants. <laughs> He's lost his sidekick. Yeah, the thing is, he's lost his blind. He's uh, sidekick, blind Robin, hasn't he? <laughs> blind Robin stabbing him in the back. But less about British politics. Ben. Uh, so I, I've done a fair amount of adulting. Um, I can't give too many things away, but uh, it's my my and my wife's ten year anniversary in a couple of weeks' time. And I've been making arrangements for that. Um, and, yeah, I hope the wife appreciates what I've done. The secret uh, to a good wedding anniversary is to forget. Well, forget the fact it's your anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'd have, have any choice in, in that matter. Um, so, yeah, that, that's my adulting stuff I've done. Um, I haven't done it, but the landlord of the place I, I – of the room I live in in Birmingham – went out and basically hired some poor bastards who over the weekend went off and took down this tree that's basically big and trying to fall down 
into our garden and our neighbour on either side of the house's gardens. Uh, so that had to be dealt with. And those poor lads were up a tree in the heat over the weekend. So they were being supplied with water and ice cream and various frozen produce. Didn't you offer to help them with a the chainsaw? Oh, fuck no. I'm not going out there. It's this yellow ball of fire in the sky. Well, yes, the um, fuel scoops have been on most of the yeah. week. But come on, opportunity to play with the chainsaw. Just give them 10 quid and have a go with the chainsaw. I've already played with chainsaws. Um, is that, is that why you play one-handed now? <laughs> that's for other reasons. That, that's for reasons that uh, Stykus and Katiana might be getting into later. Okay, you've um, a second chapter. I think I think Kat's on a third chapter now. Um, and game-wise, I've been... I wanted to go and do the CG. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at the CG and thought, fuck that. <laughs> a lot of people um, have done that. So I didn't do the CG. Because I, yeah, I was reading it, I was like, okay, yeah, I want to go and help the NMLA out. Okay, yeah, the NMLA are the underdogs, I don't care about that. And then I saw what I had to do, and I just I just noped out of that. <laughs> yes. Um, I, so instead I went off and played some cyberpunk. And so I'm doing a replay of that. And the patches it's received between Christmas and now have turned a game which, for me, was relatively playable into a game that is incredibly playable now. That's having a 5800 Ryzen and a 3800 Ti probably helps a little bit as well. That's certainly not going to hurt matters, yes. So just out of interest, Ben, has this improved your Odyssey FPS? Um. It, my Odyssey FPS on planets was still hovering around thirty, uh, but you know I'm on a I'm outside of Leaf Station Bar at the moment. No, I'm outside of I'm outside the bar in my spaceship at the moment, and I'm sixty FPS. Uh, I can go I can go somewhere planet side a lot. I can hop over to Deso and I can have a look, but it's it's improved it, but not by a lot. Mm. Um, yes, but we can get um, some live live results if you want. Yeah, we'll, we'll be do- we'll be talking about all that kind of stuff later. Uh, ooh, right. I, I, anything else happened, Ben? Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Oh, um, I did see uh, Jeff Bezos leaves the planet for a wee bit. That was quite good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't um, believe that. I mean, uh, not the Jeff Bezos thing. The guy who paid thirty million then didn't go for scheduling issues. I mean, what kind of scheduling uh, issues stop you? Going into space, no, who, you know. Who was this Oliver guy who from the Netherlands who went? Hang on, did they just did they just give away free seats or something? Did they, or did they have to pay for them? Because I, I know I, that, I know one person went up. I think the Dutch guy's boss paid for it, but I'm not sure how he got on the um, uh-huh. on the ship. But yeah, I just I just yeah, don't believe it. Scheduling issues. Was there meant to be a fifth person or something, Sean? No, no. This Dutch guy went instead. I think. Okay, so that Dutch guy went instead, right? Uh, I mean, I just think it's completely classy offering the seat to uh, Wally. I think that is so... You know, yes, that, don't that get me wrong, fantastic. I like and I respect Richard Branson. I think their take of th- their, their vehicle is incredibly impressive. And their... Um, I, I think their overall experience as a bajillionaire passenger is going to be second to none. But what Blue Origin did today was incredibly classy. 
Um, and, you know, it might look like a dildo, but you're still getting into a rocket ship rather than onto, climbing onto a glorified airplane. Who else thought of the spitting image sketch with Bezos, Branson, and Elon yes. Musk going to Mars with yeah. all this? Uh, one thing, did you notice that Elon Musk was actually at Richard Branson's thing when he went into, off into space? I, I, I tell you what, what other people noticed as well was that uh, that the uh, that the crew uh, of the Bezos um, ship yeah. they they arrived at the launch pad in a in a Rivian electric vehicle, oh, not a Tesla. <laughs> um, um, I'm sorry, that rocket just reminded me of the bit when Doctor Evil takes off from his mountain lair. Yeah, it just so does, doesn't it? It really does. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, it's definitely a pocket rocket. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, well, I'm tempted to play the uh, the Mike Myers thing, but I won't this time. Yeah. Um, right, let's see, what have I been up to this week? Well, I actually have been playing an awful lot of Odyssey, which is one of the reasons why I made a butt of myself, because um, I, I couldn't get one of the missions to work, and it turns out it is a bug. But I've been going through every single mission to find out um, whether or not I enjoy them. And, um, yes, how come the illegal let's massacre everybody missions are so much fun? That's not right. It's not right. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so that's what I've been doing in in, uh, in Elite. Uh, unfortunately, uh, oh, and also I, I started doing the um, Colin for Colonia stream again uh, at Yes. So on a Thursday night and a Sunday night, I am flying all the way out to uh, to Colonia in my Imperial Clipper with only a 20 light year jump range <laughs> uh, and um, stopping at every biological planet there is. Just Don't tell it. No. This defeats the point, Shan. I'm, I'm being a masochist. Go in a sidewinder. I, I tried that before, but the sidewinder didn't last. Mostly you mean because you couldn't fly it and you crashed it. Uh, no, uh, my son thought, "Oh, what's this Elite Dangerous game on his Xbox?" <laughs> found found my Sidewinder, which was halfway to the Colonia, took off in it and flew it into a sun. So, <laughs> my I got sunned by my son. Oh, that reminds me, Colin. How's Zeno Bunny? Zeno. Uh, Thumper is fine. He's at the moment, uh, he's suffering from the heat, actually. He's just basically this ball of fur that's kind of passed out in the garden. But apart from that, he's fine. Has the um, head crab fallen off yet? No, he's fine. Although the, the vet was a bit worried about him before. Do, do bunnies sort of like, are they okay getting into baths of cold water and things? Um, oh, yeah. Try it, Colin. Pick it up and toss it into a bath of cold water and do it with us, and then let's know. We've already you just actually, recommend that you don't do that. Thanks. We had to actually bathe him when he was ill a, a couple of weeks ago. That was an experience I do not want to repeat. <laughs> I'll hose it down then. No, I'm not hosing him down at all. It's not an it. It's a him. A very nice, fluffy, quiet him. Oh, it's a drone, Zeno Bunny, not a queen. <sighs> You're obsessed with what is it? Is he obsessed with rabbits? What else could be obsessed with rabbits? Foxes. No, I was thinking more smutty, but we'll leave that one alone. <laughs> so, where was your mind, Colin? I'm trying to work this out as well. Moving on. 
it wasn't. I totally got it. <laughs> Somehow well, I knew this psychic. Were you, <laughs> were, were, were you thinking of rabbits that run wild? Or a single word name for running wild. <laughs> you know what, Shan? It's one of these questions. It's one of these statements where if you have to ask, I don't think you'll ever know. So let's move on. Uh, so the development news. What have the devs been saying this week? Well, um, last week <laughs> uh, there were some uh, weapon engineering recipe fixes uh, which came out. Uh, that was on top of um, the... Uh, server-side fixes they put out just come uh, a couple of the missions so thankfully anybody who's been doing the um uh, restoration missions of of bases where the base was also on fire those all now work i know because i've been testing them for quite a while trying to get uh trying to get access to an engineer um but apart from that there hasn't been much in the way of news about update six at all um we had uh obviously welcome to thursday night um which was basically cqc night on youtube uh we also had the azimuth saga recap which we also missed last week and um some other people are beginning to understand now i see from the chat room um uh, which gave um a nice recap of of where we are with the uh, the new Thargoid Stroke Guardian storyline, with um, uh, Sanctuary and the and uh, Aegis and all the rest of it, um, and of course we had uh, Super Cruise News forty two today, which um, I must admit, as soon as they said we're not going to talk about anything about any updates, I just immediately switched off. Uh, so it's Super Cruise not news then, isn't it? Really? It's, well, it's it was community not, news. It's community news, isn't it? And um, I don't know what they've announced for this Thursday. Uh, it's the um, open in open in Odyssey. I think they I think they're probably wanting to re-emulate that sphere of combat again. Uh, right. Okay. So if you want to shoot people in, on foot, go ahead. <laughs> That'll be a laugh. Anyway. Um, so, not much going on this week, to be honest. Um, it's just a case of, we do know that there'll be a developer update uh, at the end of the month. So, that's at least a week, week and a half away. And What does everybody think? A week on Thursday? Probably Wednesday. If I, if I was going to bet, I would bet that it would be either be Wednesday or Friday next week. That it so, so, this will be a forum post, not a live stream again? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hmm. If, they, if it comes out on the day before a live stream, so if it came out on a Wednesday, then they would more than likely talk about it on the Thursday, but, which um, is what I'm they've done historically. Could, yeah, could they get? Could they also get a dev on the Thursday live stream too to you know maybe do some active Q and A or something? Because it did feel like they 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 said they learned the lesson from last month's developer post, but I yeah. also think that. Yeah, you know, we've all said having it as a forum post made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then there is also sense for having the the interaction between a dev who can actually say something and knows something and the community too. Mm. Yeah, I mean it, it's nice when you sometimes get Dav pop in to explain what's happening with the background simulation and things like that, but. Um, Somehow, I got a sneaking suspicion. If you bring in uh, a dev, they 
to talk about the particular area of expertise, um, you'll know that that area of expertise will be ready to go. They're not going to bring in somebody when they've got work that, you know, it's it's not yeah. ready yet, which it's one of the frustrating things about Super Cruise News is it's gone back to that we'll let you know as soon as we know kind of thing. And I don't think the community takes that anymore at the moment. No, it's a bit, it's a bit sad, really, that certainly from someone sort of looking in, that they just don't seem to be reading the mood music that well at the moment, almost like doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that everyone else goes along with it without, I don't know, I, I, yeah. at, this, at this point, I don't really know what they can do to try and get more people on side, but I, I, I just I hope d- they do. I don't think I don't think it's uh, it's possible to be honest. Um, but looking at the, I've been following the progress of um, the Steam charts uh, number of players, and it, the player numbers seem to have bottomed out and gone up a little bit more now. So um, we're at the same player levels of about three years ago. So just before Fleet Carriers came out. So that's um, yeah. Well, in, in that respect, then, if there's nothing they can do, they may as well do what suits them, because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter anyway, <laughs> if you see what I mean. You know, they may as well do what they're comfortable with and just go along with whatever they're doing, because it's not going to make it any worse, is it? Or any- yeah. I, I think at the moment, um, th- we've lost, I think, two... Th- if, if Steam Charts has got to be believed, we've lost two-thirds of the player base. Personally, I don't. Steam, Steam uh, charts are a good indication, but they're not gospel because I don't know about you, but I don't play Elite through Steam. I go through the Frontier Launcher. Uh, I, I do both. So, you know, I've I got one account on Steam and one account without. So, yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll just have to wait and see. Um, it could be update six will fix a lot of performance issues and people will come back, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. So, uh, yeah, uh, sorry, Colin. Um, I, was going to, I was going to mention one thing about the, um, <coughs> excuse me, about the update six. Um, they haven't said anything about it yet, have they? Uh, no, they haven't. Uh, in fact, they keep on saying we'll we'll, we'll talk about it later. Sorry about this, uh, Psychit. Um. So. On, I've just been reliably informed that on Super Creek News today, I, I was streaming, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear it. But he said um, that they were really keen to bring devs back onto the stream, but they haven't been able to do it recently because of how busy the devs are. And that's what Zach said today. Um, right. Okay. Um, well, when you actually look at the number of fixes that they've been putting in over the last six weeks, you can understand. And uh, Ben. So one thing that the devs have been doing, not the de- well, the community managers have been doing that's been incredibly smart of them, I think, is turning on... They basically posted, Hi, I'm Zach. It's a lovely sunny morning. Why don't you talk to me today? And Sally did exactly the same last week a couple of times, or at least mm-hmm. once, maybe a couple of times. I've not seen Bruce do it, but I'd, I've definitely seen what, seen a post like that from Sally and one from Zach, and I thought, you clever CM. Because it, it's just turned into a warm, fuzzy place. One thread where the CM's actively checking. The mood has been lovely. And they've been able to say, I'm sorry, we can't answer that 
in just one place rather than all over the forums. And I think it was I think it was a really nice I think it's a really clever idea by this community team. And I'm I'm very glad they've done it because it's just been it's been nice. It's been fun. Yeah. Um it's it is I must admit the the community team have been do, going above and beyond the Call of Duty. I think, especially managing um, a lot of the uh, lots of the fun that's been happening on the on the forums. Um, Shan, you got to talk about the engineering fixes. Um, yes, it, it's quite it was quite interesting to look through the patch notes for the engineering uh, changes or fixes because as I read it, they have. They've changed the uh, amount, the, the sort of the numbers of items that spawn in order to simplify the recipes and then also made sure the recipes match the requirements. That's mm-hmm. correct, isn't it? Yeah. What they haven't done yet, and which personally I think is sorely needed, is review the requirements for the recipes. So they haven't actually reduced the grind. They've clarified it. And if I remember rightly, they have they have said that at this time they're not going to look at the amounts for engineering. Is is that is that correct? Because I think it is. Um, I don't know about the um, what they've said about the engineering fixes. Um, I must admit, I must have missed that one. Right. Um, moving on from there. Well, uh, let's see what. In-game events have been happening this week. Well, uh, as uh, Ben has already uh, mentioned, the Marlinist colonies are facing political division, which involves a a CG for uh, getting uh, stuff together for the uh, elections. Uh, The Como crew has started production of a new drug, which is an available one, uh, available uh, commodity from... Uh, that you can now trade. Um, there was also uh, yesterday talk about the galactic mysteries of the Far God cult. Now, this was a thread that just seemed to die a death or just fizzle out some two years ago. I'm surprised it actually has made a, a comeback. It's nice to see that they're actually picking up these missing threads. Uh, like it? It's it's interesting. It's... Um, I- it was really, really early on in my let's go and take, let's go and have a look at some law places that um, I think Grinning Crow mentioned to me. Or you go and go and if you want somewhere sort of uh, that's standalone and kind of have a has a resolution when you when you check a Galnet message that happened like probably a couple of um, a couple of months after, it's all pretty self contained. So to see them spring back up again after. God knows how many years. It's it's very interesting. Yeah, I must admit um, that that is quite interesting that they've brought that back. And the IHO have done a report on the new onion head variant, which is happened today. Variant seems to be the word of the word of the year so far. What with Loki and and obviously other things. Shan, um, well, I was going to say about the Far God. Uh, it's been so long somehow in my brain I'd associate the Far God cult with Tharg the Mighty and Pete Wotherspoon <laughs> yeah um, but it's good they, they pull back these new oh sorry these old, these old stories because there's so much left dangling I mean it's there's more left dangling than in some of this fan fiction that Sai's been aching to read oh boy 
Yes, fine. <laughs> um, other things to, to mention is that um, there was a Thargoid attack in the Pleiades sector PD-SB4-0 with uh, Leasu Dock coming under attack. Um, the Anti-Xeno Initiative have managed to... Um, basically give them a good kicking uh so next week i imagine the anti the um operation ida will be in full flow uh fixing lacy dock um so there's there's something if you want to get hauling um although it does mean that the station is still on fire if people want to do rescue um missions so that's that should be still running for the next couple of days um right i i guess it's that time of the week. Score a lot. In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your art. In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your art. A store alert, 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 a store alert. And welcome back. Um, well, the newsletter had three, <laughs> three um, things you can buy for your arcs. They had the Imperial Clipper aquatic paint job, which um, I must admit, anything with an Imperial Clipper on it, I do quite like. <laughs> so if you want... I know what happened to Nemo. Yes, we've found Nemo. <laughs> so if you want your Imperial Clipper to look like a clownfish, that's the, there you go. Um, we now have the Manticore Assault Rifle Inquisitor weapon style, which basically looks like Kylo Ren's helmet from Rise of Skywalker. I've blocked that. I can't remember what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, you're just thinking Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda. <laughs> Grogu. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally, we have um, the Motherload Fisher suit style. These guys look like rebel troopers to me. No, or, they look like space sub, samurai. Sub Zero. Getting Sub Zero more than rebel troopers, but yeah. Um, I'm waiting for it to flip around again. I, am I being hot and grumpy to say that I'm particularly nonplussed? with these store alert things. Because the, the aquatic paint job should have been on a dolphin. It, you know, Nemo looks <laughs> nothing like an Imperial Clipper. And if they did, one of the nacelles on the Clipper should be broken and damaged. You can already get it on a dolphin. Yeah, I was about to say. Can you? Oh, yeah. Guess. Well, it needs to have a damaged nacelle anyway. Oh, any. right. I see what you're getting at, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the gun stuff, they look kind of cool, but who actually sees and looks at the guns to think, oh, well, that's a pretty gun? Me? I don't. Yes, that's because um, Ben missed out on the fantastic pink weapons that were there before, because he likes getting pink weapons out. And, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of the Fisher suit style. It, it just... I, I'm sorry. That, that yeah, just, I'm, I'm just... You know what it looks like? It, it's almost like a bounty hunter weapon, I think, from... Um, it's almost like a, a bounty hunter suit from Star Wars. Rather than, I, I wasn't going with that. It, um, it you know the like... guy, who's the bounty hunter who's, who basically uses his hat as a shield? 
Oh my god, I have no idea. That's odd job, isn't it? No, it's not not odd job from 007. One of the bounty hunters in Clone Wars, I think, uses a uses his hat as a weapon and shield. I'm not thinking Cad Bane, I know that. Answers in chat if you know who that is. I think I, Oh my goodness, already Liu Kang, it says. I'm going to have to look, look up. I can't remember. Off the, yeah, the, I mean, the suit to me, I, I don't know if you... Mr. Shan is a big fan of these uh, TV shows where they, like, do a sculpture or a painting or the fashion thing, and there's a contest to see who the best designer is. It looks like the result of one of those t- reality TV show fashion <laughs> programs. It just looks overstyled. It, I don't know. It's Embo. That, uh, they were right. Uh, the... Oh. I will shout, uh, and Norman's probably going to shout at me, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, Psycho's got it as well. Yeah, thank you very much there, chat. Right, well, well, that answers that question, because um, I've not really been following... I The one Star Wars series I never followed, much to my son's disappointment, is The Clone Wars. Yeah, he is excellent. To, you really, really, really do need to watch that, especially when you eventually get around to watching Bad Batch. Oh, no, I'm watching Bad Batch. I quite like Bad Batch, but I haven't watched The Clone Wars. So, first of all, you diss the last episode of Loki, and, and now you're saying you haven't watched Clone Wars. Colin, you need to take some time off work and watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Colin, can you, can you quit your job and just, like, watch all of these shows? That would be really helpful. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. <laughs> Did, did well, I mention? Did I did I mention that I'm in the middle of a crunch at the moment? You know, it's a little bit difficult. You might have mentioned it once or twice. A little bit, teensy weensy bit. Uh, crunch is the best time for prevarication. Yeah, well, on that on that particular moment, we will take a advert break, and then we'll come back with a discussion. Is your Fair. life like this? <laughs> It could be like this. Astrogator Tours. Put some excitement back in your life. Walk an adventure in the Lave Business Park. Now. This is a public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. 4. Go to FuelRats.org and click Get Help. 5. Stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? 
I was overseeing the delivery of some slaves to the starport in Exios, and a cleaning robot had just washed the floor, but not left a warning sign. I had to run after a slave that was escaping, and I slipped and fractured my wrist. I was delayed for ten whole minutes while the medicom repaired the damage. My time is billable. Can I get compensation? Yes, you can. I was on a regular trading run back to Seoul, and it was my job to repaint the outside of the ship. I was given the wrong kind of EVA clamps. Nothing bad actually happened, but it did give me a fright. Can I get compensation? Yes, you can. I was checking some robots through customs when I distinctly heard an official call the robots clanks. I was deeply offended, even though I'm not a robot myself. That's their word. You're not allowed to use it. Can I claim for moral outrage? Yes, you can. At Cowell and McGrath, we are now taking any kind of legal action. No case too small, no justification too frivolous. If you've been lightly inconvenienced, embarrassed, or in any way put out, then someone should be made to give you money. Don't be a stupid clank. Uh, excuse me. Cowell and McGrath, taking on any case, playing the percentages. And welcome back. Well, um, even though we haven't had any real notification of when update six is coming or um, what it's going to entail, um, we would just thought we'd do some rampant speculation of what you hope to see in update six. So we're going to kick this off with Psykit because apparently she's got a massive list um, of it's things. It's not a massive list. It's like it it. It mostly focuses around optimization and stuff along um, stuff along those lines, which we can pretty we can be pretty certain of that the update six is going to focus around um, these weird intermittent lag spikes mm. or FPS lag that we get stuff like that. Um, that I'd I'd obviously I would like to see that addressed first. Other things that I would like to see, not just in opt, um, update six, but looking further future towards things that they optimize or, or things that they they bring in or things that Frontiers consider bringing in a a little bit of an overhaul on the Manticore weapons, just of the different. Um, I want a sniper rifle to be be able to fire a bit quicker. Because I feel like someone can just step out of the way. I want to. I want to be able to put a modification on it, which means that the the speed of the projectile is faster. That's like a tiny, tiny thing. Um, I want them to um, have a look at the engineering grind, not just for ships, but like engineering grind for ships is substantial. We know that it's substantial, but it is a pipe dream in comparison to the absolute grind that is ship engineering um on foot engineering um it's even if it was just anything that you picked up equals three or in the same way as if you pick up something um in your ship it equals three engineering um engineering materials mm-hmm. um so that that in itself would absolutely would um help some of the um some of the grind um but it i was shown today somebody who needs um captain md who needed um to upgrade something uh upgrade three of his uh his three suits i think it is and mm-hmm. it's like 
he needs 360 microelectrodes to upgrade all of his suits to grade five, like his three suits. And that, I, I don't know about the rest of you, but that in itself feels incredibly excessive. It's it is so that, yeah, that, that's my main, that's my main bugbear. And I love engineering. I love engineering a ship. And I cannot bring, I can barely bring myself to start modifying my suits because it just feels like so much of an undertaking um, that part of me is like, do I really, am I really going to bother with this? And then I see people like Yagashura doing these amazing things with like, uh, a fully engineered maverick suit and a pistol and he's insane so i'm like okay let's have a look and see um what i need for that and it's still such a huge amount that i'm like mm, do i really need it and I, yeah. I don't i don't think you need to i don't think people need to feel like that that that's my main one that's what i'd love to see them uh have a look at and have a look at the balancing of the engineering yeah we had the same problem when the um when the Guardian stuff came out, and uh, the the engineering grind for that was yeah. unbelievable, but um, thankfully Frontier listened and made it more acceptable. But a lot of the people who had already got that done that grind were a little bit annoyed because obviously people were doing it for less. Um, Shan, yeah, it's interesting just listening to what Sai said because I do sort of agree with most of what she said, which may shock her, but. Um, yeah, the, the material engineering grind, I think, definitely needs, needs looking at. I've seen some outrageous figures of how long it'll take. And to be fair, a game mechanic that encourages you to cheese it by re-logging and logging in again to get more mats is a clearly broken game mechanic. In terms 100% of agree. I, I, um, hate, I hate having to log off and log back on to be the most to optimize something it doesn't it doesn't feel like talking? it needs to be immersive gameplay and that's inclusive like jameson's cobra oh, all yeah, of that sort of stuff yeah. but even back then it's hang on a second what parallel universe have we dropped into where shan and psyche are agreeing I know, i'm not happy about it <laughs> i know it's it, i mean also what and, and this isn't why I, I think will be in six, but it is why I think they should do for the engineering changes. Is your engineering exploits in Odyssey have no impact on ship-based mm. engineering, and vice versa? The two don't link up. And to be fair, I've kind of I haven't even tried to do engineering on my suits because I've been playing an um, elite shopping simulator and going around buying the G3 suits and keep going around until I find a better G3 with a mod. So I'll just go around and shop G3 because yes. it's it, it's quicker to go and, and leap from system to system shopping than it is to do the engineering stuff. And what I think will be in six, I think we'll, we will get more optimization. I'm not sure we'll get any gameplay changes. Um, will we get planetary um, terrain updates? You know, for the I'm not sure we'll get that either because no. that seems like a big, big job to sort mm. that out. Um, so I think the update six will realistically be simply more optimization um, because on the engineering side, I, I think Frontier have the it's not it's not the decision, but it's a culture of repetitive busy work equals gameplay. And and I kind of you can kind of see that 
um, doctrine all the way through Odyssey, through all the extra elite ranks, through engineering, it's busy work equals gameplay. And I think maybe some of the pushback from the community is saying, well, actually, it's not. But anyway, we'll see. Yeah. Um, ben, uh, what are you hoping for in, in Update 6? We've already said about the um, optimizations and things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think, even though a lot of people want it, I don't think we're going to get the planets regened. Um, I would like to see some more mission types. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would like to see, but again, I I don't think we'll see it, is closer into. Somebody just died. Is closer integration. Is is for Odyssey and Elite classic mm-hmm. to feel like one game yes. rather than two. Yeah. And I'm that... not, I don't know how you could do that. Oh, um, I, I'm... Oh, God. Colin. Actually, there's a, a real simple way that they could do that is that um, this it kind of goes back to the when I used to GM, um, believe it or not, Star Wars games. Uh, when you GM Star Wars games, you ran an adventure. They had this this list of things that really you need to do for uh, for uh, an adventure for your players, and that is well, you had to have one part of your adventure had to be a bit of space combat, one a bit you had to have a little bit of um, at least one bit of shooting stormtroopers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And what I think they need to do is um, for missions where you do not use the taxi or you cannot use the taxi you, you used to have these um uh alerts that people would say that you've got bounty hunters on your tail because basically you're running this transport mission for us so you've got bounty hunters on your tail watch out for these guys in space and that was just a nice little wrinkle that made it uh, put you a little bit more on edge that uh, that in itself is it just would bring both of those halves together. I mean, where I think Odyssey works at its best is at these places where you, these missions where you use your ship. And and that's, that that's where I think. Um, right. I do, I do have one thing that I would love to see. And I actually got really hopeful in update five, because I thought they'd done it. Um, I would love to be able to do anything I can do, or I would love to be able to basically have access to the mission boards from within my ship. You, they've actually changed it so you can actually hand in your missions on your ship. We, we, have we've you seen that? In our missions, yeah. That we've, I think that's always been there, I think. Uh, but I would like... You, know, you go into your mission, and I want to see... Frankly, I don't want... I just want a little icon saying... This is a non-foot mission. You know how, like, it, we've got this is a, a planet icon saying this is a Horizons mission, and you need to go on a planet. Give us a couple of footsteps. That's a non-foot mission. Um, so you know the mission terminals show us the same stuff that we see on our ships. Um, that's something I would desperately love to see because um, that way we don't need to go into the glorified shockwave flash menu that is the mission terminals unless you're wanting to buy a ship unless you're wanting to buy a, a weapon sorry or maybe hand in vista genomics or do the uh astro stuff you know but if you're just doing normal mission running let us do it all from our ship 
Mm. Why not? Oh, no, I, I, I completely understand. Um, Psykit, you next. Before we talk too much about missions, um, adding extra missions into the game, can we make sure that the missions that are in the game are currently working? That'd be really, really <laughs> lovely. <laughs> I'd, I'd really love to be able to go to a crash um, uh, uh, POI and just be able to be able to get what I need from it and complete that mission. That'd be lovely. Yes, um, that's that's highlighted. I'd love it if the assassination people, the people that we need to assassinate, when they find out that we're after them and they bugger off, I'd love to be able to go to the planet that it says that they're at and then be there more than one time. That'd be great. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah, th- those things are already on the issue tracker, yeah, aren't they? They are. They? They are. <laughs> I'm being facetious, Colin. Yeah, I know, but the thing is, this is one thing about the uh, the issue tracker that really annoys me is the fact they don't mark these things as being looked at or um, as in fixed and it will be in the next release because it would be nice to get some feedback saying, all right, we know that this one, they've got something in plan for it for the next release and the, or um, especially stuff with the missions. Yeah. I mean, it would be this- nice if you could just look up on the issue tracker saying, all right, they've, they've marked that one off as complete. We can look forward to it in the next release. Or even just like, a, okay, we're working on it and it's at this priority. Yeah. Yeah, something. Like a, like a priority that. marking, something like that. We, this is like the top of our priority optimization and all of that. Um, mm. uh, fixing the mission's next bit of priority. Um, giving you extra things, giving you X, Y, and Z. That's right at the bottom. But we are aware that you'd like it. And, and it's been recognized, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, Shan. Um I think Psy is slowly turning to the Sith in this conversation. You've always been on the dark side, Shan. Don't you dare. Don't you because, dare. Because what she's, what she's saying, I, I do concur with. I, I do, what I would like to see in 6, is I talk about general updates, quality of life updates, is I think reviewing the crime and punishment system for on-foot stuff is a big work that needs, needs um, looking at, um, and particularly the death mechanic as well um because it's incredibly annoying to yes it, you know just end up in a detention center somewhere and then not in your ship and then you call a taxi and blah blah, blah. It, it's just a needless break i think from the flow of gameplay um if i can't give a ship interiors then why bother with detention cells but uh, anyway in terms of what I do think they, they will give us is I think we'll get uh, another UI update. I yeah. think they'll, they'll continue to improve the UI um, to make it even less confusing than it is now, probably to do with the Galaxy map, if I was going to hedge my bets. Hmm. Actually, I've, I've got really used to the new Galaxy map, to be honest. I must admit that the UI changes were badly needed uh, and once the, everything got sorted in update 5 I've, I haven't actually gone back to Horizons to do anything so that, that's been a, a great improvement um, Ben, you're next One other thing I was just thinking actually as when I was looting stuff you know how when you're playing an MMO you can mm-hmm. see, you've got like your epic items and your you've got different colours basically for it and the yeah. grey items are always vendor trash I would, <laughs> yes. love, I would love to have the items that we're looting have some way of saying, okay, this is used in recipes. The barman is interested in these things. 
and nobody cares about this. And apply that to ship engineering as well. Absolutely. Everything, yes. Rather than having to use a third-party app in order to do it. Yeah, that that would be incredibly helpful. Because, yeah, you've been playing um, uh, SWOTOR, haven't you? Where everything grey just get rid of. It's SWOTOR, wow, it's pretty much every MMO since Guild Wars. Guild Wars 2 has a sell trash button that just yep. sells everything to trash in your inventory. Just get yep. sell trash and just get rid of it. Yeah, um, from the chat room, both Little Big Yin and uh, Nopal Threos um, have made this interesting suggestion that that when you power up a um, a settlement, switching off the alarms but enabling the turrets and the anti-ship turrets should be able to get rid of the bad guys. Now, I'm sure Vintion said something he was able to do that last time. I don't know whether they're taking that out or put it back in. I don't think it's in. I think he said that he wanted to be he wanted to be able to do yeah. it. Yeah, and something like that also needs to be in conflict zones too because just a single zerg around captures the, the area. It makes conflict zones a bit dull. You just go around a big zerg. You need secondary objectives like this to make conflict zones interesting. Yeah, and especially interesting if you've got players coming in in ships. and You definitely need some way to defend yourself against ships and SRVs because it's the range that the ships and the SRVs have got that just that just unbalanced the whole thing. Um, now, Psykit, you have more suggestions. I have, I have one. I have one which should be relatively easy. Oh, my God. I'm not going to say it should be very rel- relatively easy because I don't know how coding works. <laughs> and but a weak and feeble woman who would not know coding. Anyway, um, I th- would like an option more talking about that gameplay loop. Um, she says in inverted commas when um you die. I would like an option on seeing that rebuy screen to pay extra to get your ship transferred to the station rather than paying for the apex because that apex. What? Why? Why? Why have you given me other doors to another way if I can't fly my ship? And I can't even, there's not even a terminal or an inter-astra for me to order my ship over to the, um, over to the detention centre. So what is the point of those doors unless I've got another one of my lads coming and picking me up? I think it's a union thing. I think the Apex think so? <laughs> union would get upset if you uh, could bypass them. So it's a union thing. Uh, love that. Same problem with the fleet carriers. It's all down to the unions. Oh dear! <laughs> uh, I mean, one thing that um, I mean, update six. I don't expect them to have the um, this in, but they have been dropping a lot of hints that they're looking at power play. <laughs> and uh, just the thought of something happening to power play would probably be rubber nuke on the forums. Just melt. Um, do we think though it's the time to look at power play, or do we think that there are bigger issues afoot than power play? In other words, do we think fixing power play would resolve the oh, numbers it, and stuff like that? It wouldn't resolve. Um, it would. It would allow people to turn around and say, "No, they have actually fixed power play after all this time." Which is, is always one of the things that detractors bring up and say, "Oh, look at power play; they haven't fixed that in years." But um, yeah, I think is I think it it's 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 time to be honest. After after they've got a lot of the um, the stuff out of the way, now that there is one thing that 
we have been missing out on, and it's quite a big one, on-foot Thargoids. Do you think they're coming soon? I don't want them to come soon. soon. I don't want them to come soon. Um, let's just say at the end of the um, the story arc, after the end of this, uh, the story arc of the Azimuth story arc. Um, depends how long the Azimuth, um, Azimuth saga goes on for. Um, my, um, I would say probably two, three months maybe six months after the console release, then we'd start, then it would start gearing up towards maybe on foot guardian weapons or just like little hints of things like that. I think we might lose salvation for a little bit of time as salvation begins to work on other technology. For me, the biggest obstacle I personally to on foot thyroids is with the current game mechanics and combat mechanics of on foot, they'll just become bullet sponges with eight legs or ten legs. The, the, there won't be any variation. There won't be anything different to fighting a Thargoid other than you need to shoot it more times. So I, I, I want to see more varied, more nuanced, more complex combat mechanics so that when we do meet on foot Thargoids, it justifies the build-up and the expectations. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I completely agree with you, Shan. Um, when you actually go up against a Thargoid ship, it, you, we've got to find out, I guess, how to actually kill them because it won't be the same as um, as killing humans. They'll, they'll have put something in similar with than they have with the ships, or I'm hoping that there are. Oh, God, you mean a whole new rep grind? I think there's going to be a, a new... Guardian, a Guardian um, grind for... No, um, no, no. For I, one for, con, um, do you not think so? Do you not think there's going to be... No, no, no. What I, mean, what I mean is that you've got to employ different strategies to take it down Thargoids. You can't, you can't just use the same strategy against a human ship as against a Thargoid ship. You've got to know that the Thargoids have got certain weaknesses at certain points. Yeah, microbe yeah. virus. Yeah, we just, all we have to do is just go and plant in some more mycoid viruses. Job done. Jobs are good, and no more thugs. Ah, ah, what happens if they've actually got immunity to that now? Yeah, Pfizer. Mean, a Delta strain. Yeah, they've yeah, got Pfizer the double jab. Invented. Yeah, Pfizer invented the mycoid vaccine and gave it to them um, in in the last game. Well, um, that's fine because we'll just generate the Delta version of the um, the mycoid <laughs> virus, and it'll be perfectly fine. And, um, but in all seriousness. I, if you think about how how alien combat is portrayed in films and movies, you, you know, it's, it, like, for example, the actual xenomorphs in Aliens, they were a real threat in the first Alien film, just one of them. But by the time Alien 3 came along, they were just trash mobs, and you had to think of something else. And I don't want Thargoids here to be resorted to trash mobs. It almost needs to feel a boss encounter. It needs to be, oh my god, here's a Thargoid, run, get the mates, we'll come back and get it, rather than just a, oh, let's shoot it in the thorax 600 times. Completely agree. That's exactly, they need to be scary, they need to be, um, they need to be down near invincible unless you know exactly what you're doing, and you've got to have friends with you. That I completely agree with that. And they need to be better than the white spikes in the Tomorrow War. I haven't seen the Tomorrow War yet. Okay, so you're not thinking they're going to be like 
Um, you know, uh, like the bugs from Star- actually, like some of the bugs from Starship Trooper at the beginning, at least. Mm. They were bullet sponges. They just uh, how just how they, pop- turned in, they turned into it, but they also annihilated the first few waves. But that's because it took ten thousand bullets to injure one. I mean, what yeah. just what were the, what just what were they firing? And that's what I don't want Bargoys to be. I don't want them to be like the bullet sponges in Starship Troopers. You know, where you think, what on earth am I doing having to shoot this thing six thousand times to kill it? I mean, the actual NPCs are bad enough for bullet sponges in game and it, i don't know it, it, it you need it needs to be complex you need the ability to set up i don't know turrets or kill zones or whatever to be able to trap them and shoot them and they need to want them in the game until we've got that level of nuanced combat okay then i'm just counterpointing to that i guess i'd say so in star citizen there's also obviously on foot combat and even with the heaviest armor, two shots to the head and you're dead. And right. that obviously goes in any other direction as well. You, know, you two shots to a shot with a sniper rifle can one shot one shot somebody even if they've got a helmet on. So yeah, in, in, so that's great in some respects. In that you know the enemies aren't bullet sponges. You can go and you know. You're on target, pew, tango down, rinse and repeat, and things like that. On the other hand, you can be walking around the corner and all of a sudden you're dead, and you didn't even see where he's coming from. Um, and I, I mean, I feel like you know, Elite Dangerous is too far in in one direction, Star Citizen's too far in the other. But do you have any preferences? Do you think that the more realistic side of Star Citizen is better than? What what the what we've got in Elite Dangerous or vice versa or is there a happy medium there, Sham? Yes, Sham, your turn. I, I, I've never played Star Citizen, so I wouldn't know. The only thing I can speak about is my personal experience with mm-hmm. uh, with other games. And well, I've you, got you could ask a mini Sham. You know, if you shoot a well, I've got, I've, look, I've got in the head, are they going to be dead or not? I've got two. I've got two pet. Well, I've got several pet hates. Or okay. mob encounters. And I was very anyway. Worried. Anyway, um, yes. Anyway, my, my my first pet hate is DPS races. So basically, you have to kill it before it kills you, and that's the whole extent of the combat. I think it's. I hesitate to use the word lazy, but I'll use the word old fashioned. The other one I don't like is rage timers. I.e., if you take too long to do something, or a or a mob hits at 75, 50, 25%, it gets in a rage timer and puts this massive attack, which can one-shot you if it's in the way. I'm not a big fan of that. Um, what what I do like is, and yes, you should have vulnerabilities. So the, the Sarsen example used where a headshot is almost lethal and where a leg shot may not be. I can I can kind of get along with that, although surely if your suit is hold, it's almost like it's a big problem regardless of where the hole is, I guess. Um in terms of what I would want Thargoid, the other thing I want to pick up on something Scient Kit said about uh fighting Thargoid ships is once you get above a certain level, i.e. you want to find the Hydra and whatnot, there's an awful amount of material grind to make premium ammo to be able to damage them. 
you know within the sufficient time what i don't want to see is a a grind to get premium ammo just to kill flygrids on foot there needs to be a more nuanced assault a uh, way of doing it other than just ramping up the dps like it i need a big glowy red mark that you have to shoot right I'm, I'm, oh, like I'm, a, oh, a quick time event. Yeah, let's put a quick, quick time no, event. No, 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 no. Not quick time event. But for example, um, there are there are certain. I, I I have. I swear I've played a game before where there were certain certain like lights or something somewhere where it's a recognizable. What game well, is it? Well, well, Might be Destiny. There's a like if you shoot if you shoot the 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 mobs in. The the in the weak spots where where the lights are coming from, you you can gain the um, you can you can kill them quicker. I think well, we sort of have that with the thyroid interceptors, don't we? Yeah, because true. Because when, when you when you um in, when you damage your heart and your heart's able to damage the 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 model of the ship has like almost like a, it's on fire thing, doesn't it? And that's when you know where the heart is to. Mm-hmm. Is it with your gauss cannons or, or whatever? So yeah. there is that already. Borderlands so... does this very nicely, where any kind of mob, whether it's a boss or a, or a just a normal trash mob, you hit them in the right place, and they'll take critical damage rather than standard damage. I think I'd prefer to have visual clues rather than little crosshairs on the bit. I mean, the someone mm. said it in someone said it in in, in chat as well. At San Francisco, is Fallout. You know, I've forgotten the name of the mechanic in Fallout, where there's almost like a bullet time, and you can what, choose. That? Yeah, I don't didn't like that account. I I I, I like subtle visual clues or an animation clue. Um, and again, I I get people drinking, but in Guild Wars. It, what you could do is if you noticed a mob or, or, or a player, they would have a certain animation which meant they were about to cast a heal spell or one of the big DPS spells. And if you recognize the animation, you could interrupt it and stop it before it actually happened. But your only clue of doing that was situational awareness. And, and that's the sort of subtlety I, I enjoy in a game. Yeah, so I like that. Sorry, go sorry. I was just thinking about like current mechanics that we have in in, um, in Elite that kind of uh, in Odyssey even that uh, sort of exam- exemplify what you're talking about. So, for example, the throwing of a grenade you can interrupt that by shooting someone and they drop the grenade on themselves, and you see them gear up to throw a grenade. So, I I don't see how it would be that difficult to implement something not dissimilar a couple years down the line when we get Thug, lads, you know? Right, can we also see when they're about to heal and things like that too? I don't know that we can. I think I think, I think that, like us, is on a timer. Okay, because it'd be good if, you know, all moves like this were telegraphed. Um, if, that, if, it, if it was telegraphed for an NPC for um, adding... Oh. Uh, doing like uh, 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 increasing the shield back up, it should be telegraphed yeah. for us as well for PvP. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, and think, I, I don't know how they would do that. I mean, think about ship combat when you want to interrupt someone doing a shield cell. There's a slight animation, isn't there, before the shield cell becomes active? And you can yeah, yeah. With the yeah. so that sort of thing just makes combat more interesting. And yeah, the other thing that I was I was going to say um, is that. Um, from my experience, 
shooting someone in the head in Elite Odyssey does more damage than shooting them in the in the chest with just like your 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 normal guns. It's an engineering mod, isn't it? Is there? I believe I thought, it's an engineering mod that increases headshot damage. Or am I thinking of another game? I, I thought, no, I you're thinking you of could, another game because I I, I'm doing it un- unengineered. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can just do it. It might increase it further um, with uh, with that, but I'm relatively I'm relatively sure you can do it without as well. Um, this might be verging onto the onto the smut side, but Bitstorm's talking about wrestling with Thargoids now. Yes, that's I noticed that. I just like to actually say to Space Raccoon update number six: no more grind, only fun gameplay, and Xeno Space Bunnies. Question quick for Shan, actually. So you know how we've got the Thargoid Scouts, obviously, and then we've yep. got the proper Thargoids. Would you be okay if we had like the the Thargoids, min, the mini Thargoids running around, like little face crabs running around? And we can just daka 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 them with our with whatever, and they are but they're just like kill them all. Sure. Yeah, uh, I, and then you've yeah, got, I your, got your proper thargoid thargoids. Yeah, I haven't got a problem it's with that because they're, okay. they're just your, they're just your trash mobs. By the way, Uma Lazlo does uh, a headshot damage engineering mod according to Nara. So yes, there is a headshot okay. damage. And mod. is that for any any weapon? Isn't I would increase it then. Yeah. Because yeah, I have it definitely works. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so for for kinetic weapons, it's okay. it's it's for. Um, but yeah, I mean that's entirely reasonable. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't expect the head crab to have the same durability as a xenomorph, would you? No. You know, so no. I haven't got I haven't got problem. I mean, I don't know, run them over with an SRV or stomp on them with your foot, do what you like with them. You know, it, but I think I'm think proper thargoids. I, I want them to be. More than bullet sponges with rage timers. And should yeah. there be the Thargoid Queen? And should we have power armor? No, I don't. Yes I don't want. And no. No. I don't no, want no. to see a Thargoid Queen. I don't want to see. I don't want to see a Thargoid Queen. Do you not want to see like a really big boss? So no, oh, yeah, we, no. We want, In the same way that we've got like Cyclopses up to I want to say Medusas or Hydras, one of the two. Um, what? but we, we've got that. Do you? Do we not want that? As the, far the, as the, the there's other a things. yeah, there's a fundamental trouble with that. Certainly, in, in my in my thinking, and it hasn't satisfactorily been solved in any game. To be fair, is that you have your raid bosses. You know, these are your big bosses that you go in, and supposedly they are like the queen. So you go in, you kill the queen, and so and you come in an hour later, and they're back. You know, the needs. I think there should be a series of events. For example, if you if you leave the Thargoids alone for a day, they breed another queen. However, if you keep culling Thargoids and to stop them, they don't spawn. It needs to be that kind of consequential stuff, not just on a spawn timer. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I would hope to see in, is basically you get told that um, this mission is, this particular settlement is targeted for Thargoids and by Thargoids and income scout after scout after scout to drop off Thargoid um, head, well, trash mobs, if you like, with the occasional big boss. If you really want to get excited, Colin, you can have Thargoid CGs with a Thargoid ship in supplies. And if once they reach enough supplies, something bad happens. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, they did have something. That, I mean, when the Thargoid attacks were happening with the amount of scouts and uh, inner system and things like that, that it's such a shame that they're not doing that anymore because it 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 gave people an awful lot to do. And you did get a bit repetitive towards the end. Um, I think that Elite Dangerous's game engine can actually cope with telegraphing everything. Now, that's an interesting point. Um, because at the moment, uh, I am barely getting by with the FPS. Oh, when I was at that planetary base just there, yeah, I was on all of a massive 23 FPS. Uh, although... that's, ex- that's exactly the same as my 1050. Yeah. Uh, I'm now on 44. I, I mean, I, one thing I'd, I've never liked. Okay, yeah, I've just gone into the into the concourse and I'm on 27 FPS mm. on a 1080 uh, on a 3080 Ti with a yeah. NV- I mean, no, that ain't, that ain't not, that, no you, I don't know why you think that's my graphics, my CPU. But anyway, I've, well, you, uh, you showed a you showed a deal you showed a deal you got from Scan, didn't you? Yes, but I didn't. But, I've not got that CPU in, inside. All right, okay. got an Nvidia thing. But anyway, the 3080. So, so a 1500 pound graphics card retail, or the size of a small house in Newcastle graphics card, <laughs> um, and you're getting 27 FPS. Uh, sorry, right, being, sorry for being skeptical, Frontier, but there's yeah, not you... a chance you'll get this running on consoles. Having said, oh, I yeah. get about the same on, on my 1660 Super. Yeah, you, Colin's so, got 1660 or something, don't you, Colin? No, I've got a 1050 Ti. Okay, so, okay, so yeah, I mean, it ain't right, is it? No, I mean, that is the one thing that is the highlight of all, of uh, yeah. what we need in Update 6 is basically a vast improvement in in frame rate and frame not just necessarily frame rate but frame rate smoothness because i've been playing quite decently lately uh but then all of a sudden it'll just lock up and it'll just lock up and freeze for about two three seconds and then it'll go back and it's, it's just that two three second freeze is it's enough to just really turn you off from what you're doing and uh-huh. yeah yeah, I'm not a program by any extent or whatever, but people say, oh, it's optimization and they can optimize it. Do we really think it is optimization? Because, you know, for, for me, I uh, back in my assistant programming days, there's only a certain amount of performance you can gain by tweaking software. And it sometimes comes down to the fundamental operating system or the hardware just isn't up to it. Um, and I'm just wondering how... Is this as good as it's actually going to get? Because surely, if there are quick wins they could get through optimizing, whether it's culling or whatnot, they'd have done it by now. So, I'm just wondering: is it a fundamental engine problem that they're hitting the limits of, and they ain't ever going to hit this because it's fundamental engine issue? Well, I think I... Can just sit and wait to find out, can't we? Yeah, because we don't have access to the the source code. I do know that they have gone and improved every aspect of. Um, of the game so far so that 90% of it is playable. I'm only getting that free, those kind of freezing issues when I go into settlements. Now I used to get that when I I went onto the concourse or um, when I went down onto uh, a planet with a, a POI. I ironically, I never got it doing the exploration stuff. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? 
But mm. again, I'm, my 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 thing is that you've got to it's got to calculate the position of every visible star in the sky, plus all the terrain detail and everything else like that. It's got to do that. Yet when you go into a enclosed room with just a few plants and sleepy pea in it, it grinds to a halt. And I don't get how that can be so different, if you see what I mean, because there's more to render when you look at the planet and the sky and all the stuff like that than in a single room. And I don't quite get. But when it's yeah. rendering like the whole station and the interior of the concourse and then the whole station and in some and from my understanding, it was also rendering the whole of the outside of the station for you as well. When you think about all of those those polygons rather than just a, a randomly generated planet, arguably, you could say that it is it's more intensive for. Um, a settlement for a settlement with all of those different polygons, all of those different moving features. Um, I landed I landed on a settlement today and it took a, good, a solid five minutes before the AI started to do their patrols and their walks. Everyone was just stood there. It was a solid five minutes. We nearly got the whole mission done before they started moving around. So there's there were a lot of component and moving parts. Not to make excuses for it, but it might go some way for reasoning why it's so different or why it 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 causes so much of a strain when you first land. Yeah. Um right. Well so I think well top of the top of the list is that we hope that, that they've improved the performance. I mean Stuart GT has said that engines, graphic pipelines, etc. can always be improved and upgraded. Um the thing is given enough time. And that's the issue that we've got, really, because they've got to work out what needs to be rendered and what doesn't. And that that can be quite an issue when you've got an awful lot of glass. Yeah. But there's also a point, stuff. isn't there? Yeah, there's also a, there's also a limit to what the, those engines, pipelines, etc., can then be improved. And I guess my query is, or well, I guess we'll never know either, but my query is, is how close do we are we at that limit? Because my gut feel says we're pretty close to that limit, because otherwise they would have done it. But we'll see what in, it's in update six, I suppose. Maybe yeah. David Braben will come out of his office and invoke his magic coding skills and fix it. <laughs> um, I think at this point, David Braben's coding skills won't be of much help, to be honest. <laughs> he, I mean, he'll, he'll have the right mindset, but um, the actual coding skills today are very, very different from the coding skills that he, he cut his teeth on. That's blasphemy, Colin. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm not sure if it is or isn't actually, Colin, because you know, I know in a recent interview, Chris Roberts is still saying he keeps his hands dirty. You know, So, yes, he's arranged doing a lot of management stuff, but he is working on a couple of the fundamental features in Star Citizen. Yeah, maybe so, but um, there was an interview that actually I think it was our interview with him. We asked uh, uh, whether or not um, he still kept his hand in encoding, and he said no. In fact, actually, he'd just been notified that his last piece of code had been taken out of the the Cobra engine. Maybe, maybe he is like the big boss. So maybe the developers and programmers are like trash mobs. And the community's beating the, <laughs> beating the trash mobs, and the trash mobs can't actually do it anymore. So now it's time to bring on the the final boss. 
to sort it out. Right. Well, we're going to wrap this up now, um, and hopefully we'll have more news on Update 6 soon, TM. Um, So we're going to pop over to the Community Corner. Um, First up, uh, we have uh, The High Wake has come up with... um, this little animation called Could We Recharge It? Ben, you've you're the one that suggested this one. Basically, it's a love it's a lovely, lovely little video. Hooks into the the feeling that a lot of us maybe are feeling about Elite Dangerous, but ends on a nice positive note. We've got some happy Elite Dangerous spaces big slash planet gen news. Um, Osric had a planet that he wanted to get first footfall on, uh, so he made sure he headed straight out there when Odyssey launched. I know the feeling. That's exactly what I did. But he could not disembark from the ship of the SOV because the minimum temperature was um, 860 degrees Kelvin, and the suits can only handle 800 degrees Kelvin. That's that's an, a new interesting fact. Well, the other day he was explaining to someone a few things about the first discoveries and using this system as example. He clipped on the planet and said it had a temperature range between 600 and 900 Kelvin and suspected that someone must have changed it. Unless, of course, it has something to do with orbits and temperature fluctuations. Um, but I don't see how that was possible to the extreme as it's a close star, as, it, as this planet is in close orbit around the B-class star. Well, today... Or rather, nineteenth of July, he looked at the system again, and the temperature was now from seven hundred four to one hundred seventy-five Kelvin, and noticed that the orbit was not quite centered on the star, which means that actually it must have reached it at the point when it was too close to the star, and as it's now is as it is its furthest point, I guess that means he can land. Because science, and I, I love that fact. I love the fact that. The planetary orbits are determining the range of temperatures on the star, on the planet. And so, you know, the perihelion and the aphelion and things like that are all... Everything is being taken into account as to, de- to determine the, the, the temperature. And I think that's amazing and great. I love it. So what happens if he stays there and it moves out of the eventually range? cook. I'd want to see that. I want to see Alfred Cook on the surface of a planet. I think many people would like to see Osric Cook, to be frank. So, so basically what you want to do is you want to him to get out of his SRV when it's the temperature is okay, uh, log out, wait until the planets come around until it's um, hot enough, log back in and watch him melt. Is that right? For science. For science. I'll, I'll tell you one thing that I have noticed for science as well is that um, the planets that I've found that have the most life on, the most biological life, always seem to have water atmospheres. Um, normally seven or eight biological types, which is actually maybe as much as 12 or, or, or 13 actual plants and other things, uh, always seem to be a lot more popular a lot more more populous on these systems. And I must admit, I'm really enjoying it. That makes sense, doesn't it? it, Oh, yeah. It it makes complete and utter sense because you go to Argon planets, there's maybe some bacteria and maybe one, maybe two plants. But you go to a water atmosphere planet and that's a a great one to to look out for if you want to scan lots of biologicals. So there there you go. That's an extra hint which we will... Uh, which we can put in at a later point. 
Um, moving on, um, Elite Week has now rebranded itself to cover not only Elite Dangerous content, but also Star Citizen and No Man's Sky, as well as sci-fi and real space news. Uh, to coincide with this, they've rebranded themselves the name of their in-game faction, uh, which is the Black Sky Legion. So um, we've got a link here to uh, Black Sky Legion on YouTube for... Um, for those that are interested, um, Sagittarius I issue 38 has been released. It's also come out on its podcast. Um, this unfortunately will be the last one for the time being. Uh, unfortunately, it seems that a couple of the editors had re, um, well, emergencies that made them stand away, but one of the silver linings from this is we've managed to nick the, the final editor who was left. <laughs> so they'll be helping out leave radio for for the near future so yet again Sagittarius I38 has been released so always always go and give that one a look up uh Shan I was I was about to speculate on the fate of Suverine um I, I wonder if one of the reasons why Suverine has taken a step back from both Sagai and Lay Radio, is he, he and Mrs. Suverine are actually having children. And I'm one, because he was so vehemently against it, and such would be the shame of coming on a show and saying, actually, we're expecting. Uh, I think he's secretly spawning Suverines without telling us. I guess if he comes back in nine months, we'll know. Exactly, yeah. Oh, trust, you wouldn't come back in nine months, would you? No. You'd be too busy. Well, the Sue spawns would take all his time. Oh, yeah, definitely. But that would be Mrs. Sue spawn, wouldn't it? Wouldn't Sue really want to escape the Sue spawn? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to... This, this will turn into the bathroom update speculation, won't it? Is, is Sue and Mrs. Sue with child? Still, we'll move on from there. <laughs> Nice diversion. Uh, we'll just like to say hi to everybody on the Apollo 15 expedition. Um, they started off a or oh, a couple of weeks ago now, and uh, they're well into their uh, their progress. Uh, they hope to be arriving at um, oh great, Dave, the, what is nicknamed as David and Goliath, which is um, Q E A J O. CZ-NC20-15 uh, by the 1st of August 2021 and we will have included a link in the show notes and they've also got their own Discord and as usual um, thread on the forums. Uh, for those of you of interested, who are interested um, 68 commanders have already self-destructed. So not a bad body count I suppose. Were they all at once or did they I, I, I think, I think just, just the occasional. Not another court of the Thargo that we're talking about, then. No. Okay. <laughs> we um, make our own law here. Yeah. Right. Well, on to the newbie section. Now, at the moment, we still don't have a name for this, do we? So, it's at the moment, it's noobs, noobs nuggets, or learners for lave, or something like that. Um, so. Ben, would you like to read out this week's noob nugget? I can if you give me more than two seconds' notice. Uh, so, oh, I could even go off and demonstrate this. In fact, um, 
when you're docked at a Horizons base, go and have a look at your crotch panel uh, and select the SOV, and you can pop out. Um, you know, so many people don't realize they can just take their SOV and drive around normal Horizons-style bases as opposed to Odyssey-style bases. Mm. Um, you know, even before we could walk around them. Uh, the only thing that it's it's improved the over iterations because it used to be you had to try and find whatever landing pad you were at, uh, but I believe now you can actually just get your SRV to any docking bay and say, "Can I get him back on my ship, please?" Oh, is it any docking bay? Because I thought you had to actually request docking again, and then it told you which landing bay to go to. Oh, it yeah, might be that. It might be that one. Okay, it is any. It's, a, it's, it's any from the um, the lave, um, the lavecon buckyball challenge. Part of it was driving and request docking, and then you could literally go into the um, the garage that was the first one on the right, and wherever you were parked, it would put you in your ship. Oh, that's nice. That's that's a nice it's one. It's great. It's really good. Yeah, actually, I've noticed something is that when you actually drive around one of the big cities. And you get out in in Odyssey and, and walk around. You will hear announcements telling people about various things about the city, including that it's illegal to race around the city in SRVs. Uh, so, Lisa suggesting we call it mostly clueless. Mostly that clueless. Was, that was a suggestion from last week, I think, as well, wasn't it? Doesn't yeah, we it? haven't gone, but Shan. No, I was to say, I, I find it a bit ironic and quite amusing that the previous discussion was you talking about how to. Uh, make the new, the newbie nugget thing actually work as if you didn't actually know how to work it. So, in other words, we're using newbie nuggets because you didn't know how to do it. Well, I've done it in the past. It's just that they've changed how they do it. I, also I think, think the old way still works. Yeah, and and elite. De- the thing that's wonderful about one of the things that I personally find really wonderful about elite is that I find that I am constantly learning something new. Even like horizons based stuff, I'm still learning new stuff about it, and I've got thousands of hours in this game. Right. This is what I just find ironic. That's all. Funny. Anyway. <laughs> I think we should move on to any other business now. Oh boy! Last week. I have business. Yeah, you have business, don't you? <laughs> oh Lord! Right, I'll just um, point out. Warning. That, yes, I'll just point out that um, if you, although this this um, station is rated eighteen, there might be people who might be listening in the background who might not be of appropriate age. Um, make sure that you you listen to this where no one can overhear you. Just like, don't let anybody watch. Over your oh, shoulder on whatever you're streaming, whatever. What? This is the. In other words, the delicacy is planning. They might need to bugger off. This is, yes. Do not it, play it, this in the car. It's really. It's honestly. I've read them, and it's not that bad. It's all open to interpretation. So this is the podcast equivalent of clearing your browser history, is it? Absolutely. <laughs> so we 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 had a um we had a couple of um of people submit submit some smut for me. Um, firstly, we had a couple of things from LCU you know, for like one who um, titled as well. Um, the first first paragraph is called That's the Way the Cookie Crumbles. Hang on, the first paragraph? Yes. They, oh, they're, they're, they're not full stories. It's all right. They're just paragraphs. Oh, that's okay. 
this is this isn't a Ben and Shan story as well, so you you get a break with this one. Oh, good. As Phelan watched the figure in the lab coat head off across the landing bay, he allowed himself to breathe a sigh of relief. It was a big, big shipment to get under the nose of the authorities, but Cannon were quite accommodating. He and his NMLA comrades started hurriedly unpacking the cargo canisters, stripping the contents of their protective metal alloy coverings, and making a pile in the corner of the bay. Soon, an acrid, sweet, ammonia-laden smoke started to fill the space, and they ran for the ships. A flock of foil wrappers marked Gnosis Biscuits, following in their wake. That's one. And we, we have another... We have another. Apparently so. We have another from um, No Fall Like One called Waste Not Want Not. Ben's heart was racing. His radio was out and the pirates were hot in his tail. He couldn't call for help and he couldn't surrender. There was only one thing for it. F.A. off and fly like drunk. All for bio-waste. He'd been saving his bio-waste for a year, and as soon as he had enough to fill a cargo canister, the pirates had started sniffing around like flies on the proverbial, and now he was racing for his life. In the distance, he saw the orange dot getting bigger, Radio Sidewinder. He swerved at the last minute and laser fire from a pirate swept over the orange hole. All we hear is Radio Boom Boom. Help would be on its way soon. And then my favourite... I am biased. It's from Katie. Um, the wonderful Katiana has provided me with some smut at very last notice. In space, no one can hear you scream. In the orange sidewinder, the sounds are muffled somewhat. David Braben had dropped another note on the forum, so Shan was feeling particularly frisky. He sidled up to Ben and firmly gripped his hot ass. I want to make you feel elite, Shan whispered. And not the new Elite Plus Plus, the original Elite, so we don't spoil the law. And that's it. <laughs> ah, Sage, with that was, yeah, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to exactly, be. Exactly, I told you it wasn't too bad, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's about as slutty as, 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 as Ben gets on, on the show. I think if we, we need more, we need, need to be more. Yeah, Katiana is definitely the winner, I think, yeah. <laughs> Right. Okay. So I think. So you suppose it's a sexy time. Write it and submit yeah. it, and yeah, Cypher so will read it. I will read it. I will. I'm. I will read things on the internet. I'm not so, afraid of doing it. So, so basically, we got Psyche all excited and didn't finish her off. Easy, Shan. Easy. I know Mrs. Shan's away, but it's your wedding anniversary. <laughs> what? And well, come on, that comes with some of what a rampant rabbit is. Come on, anyway. Um, I, th- I think we're gonna have to call that for tonight. Um, has anybody else got any other business that they just want to quickly uh bring up? Apart from the fact is, oh god, is it so hot around here? I would like to do a reiteration of something that Dev said on the forums, which is we are blessed to have frontier developers on our Discord. And possibly another community discourse that you're on as well. Don't be a dick and PM and poke devs on Discord. They're on there as a they're on there to be nice and to interact with the community, not for you to whine and bitch and moan to. Yeah, and mostly not, they're there on their own time as well. Yeah. I mean I don't think I've not seen anybody doing that on our Discord, but I have seen it being done. And so just a polite notice to anyone on our Discord. And any Discord, don't be that guy. 
So I guess the question of the week is, uh, do you have any more smut for, for Ben and Shan? I'm uh, quite sure. Colin, Let me uh, read your smut. Colin, Colin, Colin no, 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 no. I, listen, Colin is feeling left listen, out, so you're, you, lot, you get you extra been, points for Colin's smut. No, no, no. You lot have been having a go at me over the over the psycho bunny for absolute the Xeno bunny for absolutely ages. This is my revenge. It yeah, only but, counts if it's Ben and Shan. Yeah, Colin, Colin, Xeno bunny and butt. Yeah, uh, I was going to say Colin. Smart. Well, Colin, Ben and I don't have a butt fetish, so you know. A typo that butt. will be the a typo that will be the end of your butt. <laughs> the end of my uh, yeah. Um, right. I think it's time uh, to... Oh, okay. I was going to say, I but, you but, he sure it buts. Mm-hmm. Motor butt. No, 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 no. No, no. Yeah, but I don't have uh, the wonderful voice to to bring it uh, to... To finish it off. Oh, exactly. I think, you try. I think you should try. I think you should try, Colin. I think you should put on your... Next week, Keelback Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Paul Archer. Right. Anyway, I am going to to close off this episode as of now. Um, so straight on with the shout outs. Uh, first up, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio. It broadcasts on a Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday? Hey, eh? no, Thursday okay. at uh, at half past eight, you can tune at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers, or just the audio can be found at radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash elite dangerous CQC. It must be pointed out the most popular um, version of this is CQC on Horizons. Um, as Horizons and uh, Odyssey are split. Um, so it, you've got a better chance of doing CQC on Horizons to get a match. Um, we're also giving shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts, which have appeared over the last year. Uh, so we've got um, Al Gorab AM, uh, the Black Sky Legion, which we mentioned earlier, uh, Canon Podcast for the Spanish speech speakers. We have the Elite Cast. There's the Fatherhood Podcast, Flight Assist, um, Loose Screws, Squeaking Fuel, and System Chat should be out with a new episode soon. Um, for those that want a literary discussion about sci-fi and fantasy, um, please subscribe to the Data Slate Podcast created by Station Commander. Alan Stroud. Following this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest, as provided by Commander Brotherspoon with Commander Beetlejude. And very th- and a large amount of thanks goes to everybody who's chipped in on the Twitch chat. And have you had any in-game commanders buzz you, Ben? Uh, yeah, Miggles was flying with me a wee while earlier, and then I went off and kind of got a arrest warrant, and uh, I think he died, I ran away, uh, and then he left. Uh, apparently someone on the on the chat room said Shan Solo, he definitely shot first. Um and special thanks, of course, goes to Commander Tokoso, who created the new introduction music for the show. I can't really call it new anymore because we've had it for how many episodes? Must be at least twenty. It must be it's at least not, twenty no, by now. It can't be half a year, surely. We've had it for a few. It's only since Q1 this year. Still three months. Yeah. Anyway, 
that is it for another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, then... Oh, hang on. Have you got something to quickly say then, Ben? I've got a correction. Sorry, I didn't actually mean to broadcast that, but I have a correction from Miggles. Uh, Everyone he killed seemed to turn into a force ghost so he couldn't scan their corpses. So that kind of sucks. Uh, But apparently he glitched out and the game crashed. He didn't actually die on me. I just noticed that he wasn't there anymore. Yeah, I must admit, that is quite weird. It's one thing I've noticed, that if you don't scan um, someone that you've killed within about two minutes, the body mysteriously evaporates. Anyway, um, that is it for another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at laveradio.com, hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio, tweet us at laveradio, or you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders come out to hang out and chat, and you can find that at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 GMT and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Shan, thanks to Ben, and thanks to Psykit. And special thanks goes to our tech specialist for the day, which is the Chris Mark IV. Uh, So until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Azimuth Saga Prologue The Adamaster and the Barnacles of October last year, a number of historic sites and several old vehicles have been discovered. They've cast a light on some of the earliest contacts between humanity and the other two sentient civilizations that we know about, the Thargoids and the Guardians. 
and also on early attempts to harness the power of the technology of these ancient and mysterious races. The story involves two competing pharmaceutical companies, Azimuth Biochemicals and Pharmasapien, and what they uncovered nearly 200 years ago, information that, to the best of our current knowledge, was lost with those who discovered it. But it seems that we might have much more to discover. In the second half of 3306, humanity was growing complacent. The Thargoid invasion of human-occupied space that reached its peak in mid-3305, with the Thargoids only one step away from Sol, humanity's historical home system, had evaporated. No one understands why we were spared, but, other than some minor skirmishes, mainly in the Witchhead Nebula, the Thargoids were no longer a serious threat. The Joint Superpower Task Force set up to counter the Thargoid threat, Aegis Research, Defence and Core, was largely defunded. Thargoids were last year's news. At the very end of October 3306, an historical curiosity turned up in the Chukchan system, in the form of an ancient megaship, the Adamaster. The Alliance Salvage Guild undertook a preliminary survey. The Adamaster has been travelling at sublight speed through interstellar space for nearly 200 years. There are no remains of the crew. All escape pods and secondary craft have been launched, and several airlocks were manually opened from within. A complete absence of identification suggests that this ship was intended for clandestine operations. All data drives have been deliberately erased. While the Salvage Guild was interested mainly in the fee it could claim for recovering the unmanned Adamaster, investigators from the Wallglass Investigations Agency felt there might be more to the story of this ancient vessel. I convinced the Alliance Salvage Guild to pass on some serial numbers and stuff that they discovered inside the Ada Master. Then I started scouring databases and interviewing my old sources and, well, doing my old job. The megaship was owned by a corporation called Azimuth Biochemicals. This was taken over by a similar company called Farmer Sapien, but both were liquidated long ago. No mission records exist, but service crew reports mention that the Ada Master's passengers included scientists and engineers and some kind of military. Eventually, I unearthed a flight plan logged in October 3111. It plotted a course towards Barnard's Loop with fuel for approximately 370 light years and was scheduled to pass by the HIP 39748 and HIP 33386 systems. I'm way too old to head out there myself, but I hope someone can use this info and help satisfy my curiosity about what happened all those years ago. The trail was a confusing one. During this top-secret 200-year-old voyage, the Adamaster did indeed initially head towards Barnard's Loop, but it doubled back on itself. After considerable research and a certain amount of luck, the geological research base that the Adamaster had been sent to, with a mission to recover a mysterious object, was located 
in the Muscadark region PJ-PB6-1 system, very close to the Colsac Nebula. Accounts recovered from the base and from surrounding sites revealed that this geological survey had come across a string of extremely active Thargoid sites with barnacles and a rich supply of meta-alloys. This may have been the earliest properly documented encounter with Thargoids. While the Thargoids seemed generally benign, the survey team came across a crashed Thargoid ship and recovered something, possibly a Thargoid pilot or a Thargoid sensor. And it was this recovered item that Azimuth Biochemicals was so keen to recover. But something went badly wrong. Some of those on board the Adamaster seemed to have attempted to take over the ship. Many of the Geological Survey team members were gunned down, and others were abandoned at the remote site. This may have been the work of rival company Farmer Sapien, but it was certainly messy, and they didn't get far with their alien haul. The Adamaster started malfunctioning, and the crew were apparently driven mad by whatever their Thargoid cargo was. Whatever happened to them? When the ship arrived back in Chukchan in October last year, neither the crew nor the alien cargo was present. The Alliance was quick to exploit the newfound source of Thargoid meta-alloys, establishing Betancourt Base and a number of other stations in the region, and their partner, Sirius Atmospherics, started surveying ammonia worlds in the sector with the intention of terraforming them. And on the very last day of 3306, the Thargoids attacked this new attempt to harvest their resources, both in the Corsac Nebula and in the Witchhead Nebula. Admiral Aidan Tanner, military liaison to Aegis Defence, was powerless to act. This is a resurgence of Thargoid activity on a scale that we have not witnessed for a long time. Unfortunately, drastic reductions in funding and resources mean that Aegis is unable to provide adequate defensive measures. It was the independent pilots of the Pilots' Federation that drove back the Thargoids in both locations, leading to accusations that the Alliance was relying on external military support to protect it, while it profited from plundering Thargoid sites. Professor Albert Tesro, head of Aegis Research, appealed for a re-evaluation of priorities. Humanity's focus on petty internal conflicts has blinded us to the existential threat of the Thargoids. Their recent horrific attacks should be a wake-up call to the fact that defunding has crippled Aegis's ability to offer protection. We strongly entreat our founders to come together and channel resources towards Aegis, and particularly into research. There can be no hope of coexistence with this alien species unless we increase our understanding of them. <laughs> 